G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we are doing our top 12 first round rankings for points leagues. Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA and on Instagram at Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball. Today, we are talking about points leagues. We're talking about the first round, the best players in fantasy basketball for points leagues. Um, I am going off the traditional Yahoo rankings for points leagues, or the, the scoring setting, I should say. So just to um, just to go over that one again, that is um, one point for every point, one point two points for every rebound, one point five for assists, three for steals and blocks, and negative one for turnovers. So if your points league uses a different system, then this uh, ranking might vary a little bit. Although I think at the top of the draft board, it it, it will. Um, give you a, a good sense of, of where players go in points leagues or where they should be valued in points leagues as well. So kicking things off, we're going to start right at the top. And this is maybe the first time that I have um, gone someone other than Nikola Jokic for number one. At number one in a points leagues, I'm going to be taking Giannis Antetokounmpo with the first overall pick. Now, Jokic was the number one guy last year. I do, however, think that there is a little bit of a risk that um, some of the steals he gets is maybe uh, has a bit of a room for, to regress. Uh, perhaps the, the scoring and assists drop a tiny bit with um, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. back in the health, in, healthy in the in the lineup there. So it's just enough for me to get Giannis up into first place. Giannis obviously is a much better points league kind of player. Um, I should say much better, but obviously you don't have to worry about his percentages or lack of threes. Uh, I think it's extremely close, and Jokic and Giannis are, you know, flip a coin for me. Very, very close. I just think that Giannis is in for a big year. I feel really safe with Giannis there. Um, and I just think that, yeah, just the, the return of those two other guys over in Denver was just enough to put Giannis an inch ahead of Jokic, um, especially when you've got someone like Middleton missing earlier in the season. You know, they've got a few guys that are a bit more conservative with their, their injury and things like that. Um, so, yeah, for me, Giannis is number one by the thinnest of margins. Then that means at pick number two, I do have Nikola Jokic. I think that they're pretty head and shoulders picks one and two for me in a points league. And I think that there's another tier drop off after pick number four. Um, but I think that Jokic, I've had him in number one for every single other format, dynasty, redraft, categories, head to head, categories, roto. But this is the only format where I, where I, 
think there's the best argument to go Giannis at number one. But let me know what you guys think. If you've got the number one pick, are you taking Giannis or are you taking Jokic? Or do you have someone else in mind that you would rather take in that spot? So for me, I think there's just going to be a little bit of regression from Jokic from last year. And I sort of see his points settling just down around like the 57 per mark, 57 uh, per game, instead of sort of like the the high 50s, maybe low 60s that some might be expecting. Um, obviously, still awesome. Still really good to get him as a center in, in, in points leagues. I don't pay too much attention to the positional um, eligibility in this kind of a format. Um, I just don't think that there's enough versatility different to like a fantasy football in the sense where you, you only have certain amount of um, a certain amount of quarterbacks and stuff that you've got to really be be focusing on. I don't think that that's necessarily the strategy to go with here. Um, so Jokic falls to me at number two. At number three, so I think there's a pretty clear distinction between my top two and the next two, um, but these guys are definitely in another tier of their own. So two guys. I've got at three, I've got Luka Doncic, um, pretty locked in at number three for me. I feel very safe with him. I think he's an excellent points league player. Um, he's just a, a half tier behind those guys ahead of him. Obviously, he's going to be scoring a bunch. Points, rebounds, assists are going to be super high. You know, maybe his steals come up. That could boost his his level a bit more. If he improves his free throw percentage this year, that means that he's probably going to be scoring an extra point or two. So there is scope, and he does have the upside to beat the guys ahead of him. But I just wouldn't necessarily bank on it um, just yet. Maybe, um, you know, Jalen Brunson leaving the team. I don't know, maybe there's more assists for him this season, although he's already really good in that area. The offense always is going to flow through him. He's young enough, and there's not really a huge injury concern with him as well. Um, So if he's going to be out there, I think Dallas is going to be fighting for the playoffs, obviously, so I like that. And uh, yeah, I just think that he is a pretty clear consensus number three pick for me in points leagues. At number four, I, again, I'm very comfortable with this, and I think there's a clear top four. And it, I've mentioned before that I think in a, in a category league, I like top two, and then I like the back end of the first round. In a points league, I like the top four, and then uh, maybe the back end of the first round. So still don't like the middle. <laughs> I still don't like the middle, especially in a points league either. But I think that that margin gets pushed out to, to, to pick four for me because there's a pretty pretty big drop-off, I think, after this guy here at number four, which is Joel Embiid. I think that we should expect pretty much all of the same kind of things that we got from him last year. Maybe James Harden um, being more comfortable steps up and takes a couple of points from him. Maybe you do still have a slight concern with the injuries, although um, you know, the feet and knees are kind of a thing of the past uh, as of now. He's had a few lower back stuff in the past year or two, so maybe that just limits him below, and that's why I've got him a bit below Luca. So, But I think that he's still going to be very close in a, in a points-per-game sense or a fantasy points per game sense to Luka Doncic. Um, the center eligibility helps a little bit, I think, but just the injuries and the risk compared to a younger Luka and, um, you know, the influence of James Harden, the ascension of Tyrese Maxey just puts him a little bit below Luka for me. But again, a clear top four in my eyes in points league. So um, let me know, guys, if you guys have anyone else in the top four. I, I think it's it might be hard to argue anyone else to me. I don't know if I can really see an argument for anyone else to come up there. Maybe a sub, couple of surprises, um, but no one I'd be really willing to put my money on and, and draft there. But that's that's how I see the top four in points leagues. At number five, this is where... 
things can get very cluttered, and I would accept a lot of different opinions and different things here. I'm going to be taking James Harden at pick number five for points leagues. I think that if there's a few guys that I think I should expect to score around the same kind of range in terms of fantasy points, I think he is probably the least risky in my opinion, although I, I do still worry a little bit about some soft tissue stuff from James Harden. The fact apparently he's lost a lot of weight is is a good sign. It's not a bad sign. I don't put too much stock into it, but um, you know, I think he's going to be getting a lot of assists. I think the scoring has scoped to rise from what it was in Philadelphia the second half of last year. Um, I think he's still going to be really solid in, in rebounds and steals. Um, his blocks are okay for, for a guard as well. So all that equates to some good fantasy points. We don't have to worry about the field goal percentage in this, this format. Uh, hopefully he can continue to get into line. Um, last year he was limited at the start of the season because the, the rule change or the uh, interpretation of the foul drawing um, kind of focus that they were putting on at the start of the year. So maybe he gets to the line a bit more um, and then as a result scores some more points because he's a great free throw shooter. So I have him just edging out uh, probably the two guys behind him. I've got this clump of three players in this range. Um, James Harden edges them out at number five. At number six, I've got Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is not as good of a points league player as he is a um, category league player. I also am wary of um, just any changes in his environment. Like if he is, um, if he does get out of Brooklyn and trades himself somewhere, if there's an injury or something like that. He was also playing super high minutes last season, uh, like 37 a night with um, James Harden out and Kyrie Irving out half the year. So I, I think that those minutes are going to come down a little bit. I expect maybe Ben Simmons to come in and take a few of his rebounds and assists. Not to say that he's not going to score the same. I think he's still going to be Kevin Durant, but just a few of those little stats here and there I expect to drop a little bit from last year. Um, that also comes down with the minutes... In a points league, we're not worrying about his elite efficiency, which boosts him up a bit higher in um, category leagues, in my opinion. So, And then the defensive stats, maybe the blocks are pretty decent, but the steals haven't been there the last couple of years. So um, he's still Kevin Durant. So I pick six. If you wanted him at pick five, I would have no issues with it. Um, I just personally think there's a little bit of regression coming from Kevin Durant. Um, and that's why I've got him here. And then at number seven, this is the other guy in that same kind of a tier. It's LeBron James. Now, he is definitely a much better points league guy than a category league guy, in my opinion, even though he was really good in category leagues last year. Just the free throw percentage um, drags him down normally in that kind of a format. But we don't have to worry about that here. Again, similar to Kevin Durant, I just think he's going to take a little bit of a step back. He's bloody, uh, what is he, 37, maybe turning 38 at the end of the year. It's just old enough to make me, you know, I know it's LeBron James, but I just don't really expect him to repeat what he did last year. Last year, the blocks were higher than it's been in a long, long time um, because he was playing a lot more at center. I don't expect to see that as much this season. So I think the blocks should reduce. I know he's scoring, he's chasing the scoring title, the all-time scoring title. Um, So he might still be motivated to get out there, but he's missed some games these last several seasons. Um, you know, I just at 37, 38 years old for LeBron, it, it's just enough to put him behind a few of those other guys that I think are really, really good. Um, so yeah, false number seven for me in a points league format, but definitely compared to a category league where I don't have him in the first round, 
I do definitely believe that LeBron James is a first-round player in a points league, and you've just got to cross your fingers that he's going to be out there and available um, at age 37-38 this year. Um, okay, so that's another bit of a tier there for me. This is another bit of a tier drop-off, and here's where things get a little bit different. Again, or LeBron, I guess, was a bit different compared to category leagues, but in a points league. At number eight, I've got Anthony Davis. Now, I am a big Anthony Davis fan. I do really like him as a player. Don't know how I feel about him as a person, but um, look, when the man is out there, he puts up stats. He gets blocks, he gets rebounds, he gets assists from a center, he gets points. We don't worry about his abysmal free throw shooting in this format. The threes we don't worry about. So he is a much better points league player than he is in a category league. And he has scope to be better this season um, than he was last year. I can see the the points coming back up. I can see the rebounds coming back up. Um, you know, the steal, he gets over a steal per game as well as a big guy. It's really, really nice. Obviously, the risk here is the game's played. It's the durability. Um, I think you just got to take that risk here and then maybe go someone a bit safer in the second round. But yeah... He's he's by far he's probably higher than some of those other guys. So he might be higher than a James Harden or higher than a Kevin Durant um, in points per game. But I do think that he is the most risky in terms of the durability than those guys. Um, he's younger than the, than the last few guys that I've talked about, so he does have that on his side. But yeah, lots of really random niggly little injuries. Um, I I still think that he has upside to be as high as five. Um, in, in points leagues. And uh, yeah, to get him at eight, I think there's a decent amount of value there. You just got to be making sure that you're willing to um, draft a bit safer for the next few guys or or just cross your fingers that he's going to be available. You know, just because you've been injured doesn't mean that you're going to be injured this coming season. Um, and I think that that could be the case here for Anthony Davis. At number nine, I have Ja Morant. Now, I took him recently in a points league mock draft at pick nine. I did actually take him over Anthony Davis. Um, I've, I've done some reflecting, and I think I would have flipped them around. I ended up getting Anthony Davis on the way back, which was a nice surprise for me. So I think those two guys, people are going to be scared off. John Morant, obviously, sometimes is influenced by the rankings on a few sites and his difference in category leagues. But in a points league, he is this high. He is um, he is definitely going to be a top 10 guy, in my opinion. Again, I, I would understand if you take him ahead of Anthony Davis <clears throat> or even some of those older guys ahead of him. To be said, though, Ja Morant hasn't had the most injury-free start to his career either. He obviously is a very explosive player, and that kind of play style um, lends himself to getting little nicks and bruises and and um, injuries here and there. But they obviously, without Jaron Jackson Jr. for much of this season, they're going to need him to play a lot of games to to continue their push into the playoffs. So I think... He will push through a few of those minor things to begin the season, which could help us. We just got to hope that it doesn't affect us when it comes time to fantasy uh, playoffs this year. But Ja Morant, for me, is easily a first-round guy in points leagues, and I've got him here at pick number nine. Pick number 10. This is where I've got my guy Jason Tatum at number 10. Falls a little bit further than what I have him ranked at a category league, but we he's, he's still a really good player in a points league format. We don't necessarily have to worry about his poorer field goal percentage, his scoring elevated in the second half of last year. Um, with everything going on with the Celtics, though, at the moment, 
I'm a little bit hesitant now, more so than I was a couple of weeks ago, um, because I think that second half of the year might be less repeatable because the Celtics were firing on all cylinders at that time and it coincided with Tatum taking a big step forward. But I do still believe he's very young. He's probably the health... uh, Of this run of guys, he's probably one of the most reliable and healthiest guys. So I could even see an argument to move him up the board just in case you were worried about a lot of those injuries. But I just don't think he has the same upside as players like Anthony Davis, LeBron, Durant, Morant... Those guys all ahead of him probably have a higher ceiling in this format than he does, but he probably is a, a bit safer than a lot of them. Um, and, and I think that that lands him at number 10 for me. Um, and again, probably another bit of a tear drop-off between um, Anthony Davis, Jama Rant, and Jason Tatum. So um, that would be where I'd have him. I probably wouldn't let him fall outside the top 10 for me. And again, here's where we've got another tier between maybe picks 11 and picks, probably picks 14 or 15 for me, there's a bunch of different names you could throw out here. So um, there's a lot of guys that I think you can mix and match. And this is why, again, I don't mind picking at the end of this round because I think you can get two guys here that should be there or thereabouts in this range and start your drafts off really, really strong. So for me, at number 11, I do have LaMelo Ball. I think he's in for uh, another step up this season. I expect his minutes to come up, and that should increase his scoring. Miles Bridges is no longer there, so he's going to have a bigger usage this year than he did last year. He's still only 21, so he's getting better um, just through natural growth. The assists are going to be high. The rebounds are going to be there and reliable. He's an excellent steals guy. Um, so I expect, and I think he's going to be better at turning the, uh, less turnovers and things like that. So I just expect another step forward for LaMelo Ball and have him at number 11. Um, he, he does have upside if he really comes out and starts putting up, you know, 26 points a game, um, then he has scope to be higher than this. He has scope to join the likes of, you know, that, that, um, five through eight range. So that's not out of the realms of possibility. I'm not projecting it though, but he does have upside to get higher than this. So that's why I've got him at the top of this kind of little tier break here. Um, so that's where I've got Lamella Ball. And then at number 12 to round out the first round, I've got Trey Young. I'm a little concerned about how DeJounte Murray comes in and affects his point scoring and his assists, but the team's still going to run through Trey. It's still going to be his, um, you know, he's still the guy there. He's probably still going to put up at least 26, 27 points a night. The assists are still going to be close to eight or nine a game. I think he's still going to be very solid. But, and, and again, he's he's durable. So again, that, that gives him points over some of these other guys that I've got below him. Maybe he doesn't score quite as many fantasy points as the guys that I've got below him in my honorable mentions, but I think he is very reliable and I don't think that you're going to have huge swings in his nightly performances um, as you might potentially in these other few guys. Although um, this next guy that I'm going to talk about in our honorable mentions could very well be uh, right up into this discussion. Um, So those are my top 12 guys, my first round rankings for the points leagues. Guys, let me know what you think with the rankings. Um, I know we don't do as much points uh, content out there um, compared to the category leagues, but I wanted to give you guys a good shout out and let you guys know what I think about these boys. Let's move on. I'm going to finish off the podcast today with some honorable mentions. I've got three guys here that I want to give a shout out to. So that'll give you 15 players. The first honorable mention here and the guy that I think could really just absolutely blow up. um, He 
he has a lot of potential here, but the risk is considerable. And that is Zion Williamson. Um, Zion, in a points format, could absolutely shine. The thing that really is going to um, sway or, or change his value is the defensive stats. He was a monster with the defensive stats in college. Steals and blocks were really, really good. We haven't seen it yet in the NBA, but he has scope. You know, even if he just gets that to um, one steal and one block per game, or or one point three steals and one blocks per game, like that is a game changer. Like that's already you're talking about. He's then surpassed someone like a Lamelo Ball and Trey Young. If he comes out and scores thirty points a night. You know, which he almost did in his second year. If he comes out and does that, he is again ahead of these other guys, Lamelo Ball, Trey Young, maybe even a Jason Tatum. But you do have to take into account the injury concerns. You do have to take into account how much they might manage his minutes, especially early in the season. He's looking really trim. I've seen some photos of him uh, with the media day sort of stuff going on right now. He's looking lean, which is always very positive when it comes to Zion. Um, so he could come out and just absolutely blow us away. He he could enter that top sort of 10-9 discussion. Um, I don't think you take him there. I think you want to maybe secure one of those safer guys first. But as soon as it ticks over into round two, I am happy to take a swing on Zion um, if you if you went safe earlier and you want a guy that could potentially beat the, the ranking that I've got him here. The other guy here, the other two more guys I've got here, I've got Devin Booker. Um, again, a really friendly fantasy uh, points league guy. If we ever see uh, any time without, um, if we ever see any time without Chris Paul this season, we should see the ball in his hands. Maybe he's going to get a few more assists. Um, he's obviously a really good scorer. We've seen games where he's put up seventy points. Um, so he has the ability to absolutely go off, especially in your fantasy playoffs. That's really useful. So a guy who can just really explode. Should be very consistent. I feel quite safe about his availability and his durability. Um, so he is here for me. And then the last guy I want to give a shout-out to who's dramatically better in a points league, and that is DeMontis Sabonis. Um, I don't really love him this year for category leagues because he doesn't provide those blocks. His free throw percentage is bad. He doesn't give you any threes. But we don't have to worry about two of those things in a points league. And the fact that he's still getting awesome rebounds, awesome assists, the points should be decent. Um, he is someone, and again, he's fairly durable, fairly safe. I think the the Kings are going to play a very fast-paced tempo this season because, let's face it, there's not going to be a whole lot of defense. They're going to have to win games by scoring a lot of points. So I think he is someone who definitely benefits a lot in a points league format. So he would sort of be another guy that should go in the early to mid-second round uh, of a points league format. So... That will do it for us today, guys. Nice quick little podcast for you all today going through the points league. Less punting and things to talk about, obviously. So let me know what your thoughts are. If you are a fan of all forms of fantasy, make sure you are subscribed to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball YouTube channel. Give this video a big thumbs up. Uh, If you want more help, particularly when it comes to your draft coming up and any questions that you have in the future, subscribe to ballboysnba.com for just 10 bucks. And uh, I will catch you guys next time. Bye.